Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the 909 Podcast. It is episode 97 of our podcast. Uh, on this week's episode, myself and Andrea Cleary, there she Hi. is there. We're uh, obviously on the Zoom call. We're going to be talking about um, some albums that we haven't featured this year so far on the podcast anyway that uh, have uh, been ones that we've returned to or uh, been enjoyed. Uh, I guess to mark the half uh, term half uh, Q1 Q2 end of it's um, really hard to believe isn't it <laughs> we're I'm finding it year. very difficult I yeah. got a fright yesterday when I when I looked at the calendar and I saw that it was the first of July I was like well first you know rent uh but also July what it's it's very it's really really bizarre but then other times it feels like it should be nearly October so I don't know yeah is... I know I mean once you get past uh, June you're just like all right I think, do you know what it is? I think everything is, um, there's a lot of looking forward in terms of September, August, all that kind of stuff. So you start thinking of October, you know, uh, obviously we don't have any live events at the moment. So people are talking to me about like, oh, I want airwaves in Iceland is is uh, apparently going ahead. So a couple of people I talked to were like, oh, I want to go to that. So, you know, that mm. could happen. That could be a thing that happens. Um, but we are here on this week's uh, pod to talk about albums uh, specifically but funny enough uh, my first choice uh, when we get to it is uh, is uh, the last artist I saw live and one of the only artists I saw live this year <laughs> which was oh, no. the 7th of March so before we go into that uh, we're going to pick five albums each um, five albums that we have not talked about here and at the end we'll talk about some of our other favourites from the year so far so we've got I think five interesting ones each uh, ones we've only tangentially touched on here uh, if at all um, yeah so you won't so, be hearing us talking about Fiona Apple or RTJ because we've covered that you can go you can listen to our previous episodes where we have dived in yeah deep so, into those albums so um, we'll mention the ones yeah. you haven't heard us talk about before 
we'll mention the ones at the end that we think are worth going back to as well. And uh, but first, we'll start. Uh, so we're going to pick five albums each. It's as simple as that. Five albums you should check out from twenty twenty so far this year. I'm going to start with my first choice. It is from Georgia. Uh, who was the last artist I saw live in in the real world on the 7th of March in uh, the Academy 2 of all places. Um, And her album came out early doors this year. It was called um, Seeking Thrills. And I have returned to it quite a lot this year. Um, I'll play a bit of the song. Okay, so that was started out by Georgia from her album um, Seeking Thrills, which uh, came out in January. Uh, one of the, I think it was like the first or second week in January, actually. Uh, had been working, uh, released a few tracks in advance uh, last year. Georgia had an album out in 2015 on Domino Records, uh, self-titled. Previously, really, um, I mean, it was okay, but uh, this album really is a big lift. Uh, Georgia is actually was actually really known for being the daughter of one of Leftfield. That was one of the things that came out at first when she was signed. Uh, but I think it's been great because, like, you know, you see those kind of uh, deals being done and people like people, famous daughters and sons getting record deals. But here we are, like, seeking Look, thrills. Look, man, I'm I'm watching Succession right now. I know <laughs> all about this shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, nepotism all the way. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, I have to say, George's album now it really does make good on the promise that a lot of the UK industry were promising when she first arrived. She was on, like, you know, those lists and BBC Sounds and all that kind of stuff originally. But five years later, came back with an album called Seeking Thrills, just a really great uh, dance pop kind of electronic album. Uh, live is where she probably... Um, is the best in terms of representing herself and because she she does everything herself she plays drums she plays synths and she has this big kind of rig that she has um that is perfect for playing on your own which also means it's perfect for doing gigs during lockdown as uh, i saw a couple of weeks ago when she did a, a gig for the greenpeace uh, youtube channel uh, access all areas thing uh, really really impressive um and this album is just really full of great like fun pop songs and uh, uh about work the dance floor is the probably the biggest one started out as another great one never let you go 24 hours the first four songs and then uh, there's a lot of great tunes on this um just one of those you know the way you like there's almost sometimes there's albums which aren't in the discourse in terms of um end of year lists and things like that but actually there are ones like this that you end up putting on when you're not sure like what you want to listen to and you end up listening you end up listening to stuff like this a lot more than maybe your list let on perhaps so so this is my first choice uh it is georgia album is called uh seeking thrills so yeah uh andrea yeah. 
what have you got for us on uh, um, album number one? Album number one is, I think, um, Waxahatchee. It is, is that, indeed. Yes. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Um, and the album's called uh, St. Cloud. Uh, so maybe we can take a little okay. listeroo. This is Lilacs from Waxahatchee. I wake up feeling nothing. Camouflage the way from the sky. I sit at my piano. Wander the wild river. Drink the water in the lilacs day In the lilacs drink the water Marking the slow, slow, slow passing time I get so angry, baby At something you might say I dream about an awful stranger Work my way through the day I run it like a silent movie Running like a violent song, running like a voice compelling, so right it can't be wrong. I'm a broken record, it in the dust Waxahachi and uh, the album is called Saint Cloud and uh, she has been doing a series of live streams the last few weeks actually Tuesday unfortunately it's on American time so it's not really good for Irish people because it's on at 2am on like a Tuesday night or a Wednesday morning um, but she's been playing her albums all the way through uh, each week um, oh that's cool so yeah and it's a it's I, like, I've, uh, I've missed those completely probably due to the time difference yeah but this, this is an album that I, I kind of came to only in the past couple of weeks, actually, when I was thinking about lists and it's one that I've seen. I saw a lot of people talk about it when, when it did come out. Um, but for whatever reason, it, it's just been it's been in a Spotify playlist of albums that I need to get around to. Um, so in the run up to this, I I gave it a listen last week, week four, and was so happy that I did because it's completely up my street and um is absolutely one of one of my favorite records that, that's come out this year it's um so it's katie crutchfield is her is her name and uh this is very much a folk and americana kind of album it's her fifth album um and it's the first record that she's put out since she uh got sober um and in listening to like her previous records um that's an interesting thing to note because su- substance abuse is kind of something that comes up a lot in in her in her music before and i think that now that she's sober that's obviously going to impact the kind of the tone of the record and it does and it and it does so in in, in a really interesting and and cool way um i think this is just like her lyricism and the musicality on on the record are so confident, even when you have these kind of shaky kind of topics that she's dealing with. Like it's, it's sort of like she's throughout her records chronicles this journey through like adolescence, teens to your twenties and to your thirties. And here she's kind of settled into this voice and this style that is, paying a lot of homage to the Americana and the country that she listened to a lot in her youth, but also with this kind of tinge, 
that like really sweet nostalgia tinge that you get when you're nostalgic for a place or a time that you were never in um which is it's yeah it's always a really special thing I I I think when when albums manage to do that and it definitely celebrates memory and the past through a more mature lens and it's at times very kind of heart-wrenching but it's never like troublesome to get through or it's never it's never that um the the topics are never so challenging that it's difficult or anything it's it, it's a very nice companion to a certain stage in your life which I am probably also in where you're sort of like making changes and growing up and moving on and trying to be good and trying to make positive changes so it's it, it's a nice companion to a transitional change or a transitional stage in one's life that one might experience um it's just it's just really really lovely it's it's really really nice and um this is the album that has gotten me into her I didn't really know her before this um and I've gone back and listened to all of her albums and yeah she's um I'm I'm late to this party but I'm glad I'm here cool cool yeah she was supposed to be on tour at the moment so she would have been in and around uh, Europe uh, at the moment unfortunately she's not but those yeah those uh, gigs are on noonchorus.com Monday night if you feel like staying up till 2am on Monday night next week she is doing this album in full um, cool. and they're charging for $15 for each one so I'm not sure what, what it looks like or how it works, but uh, cool. I think, like we said a couple of weeks ago, you know, live streams, uh, you know, the novelty's worn off, so people are now uh, charging for them, and uh, as well they should. You should mm-hmm. charge for the art um, that you do, um, and you the performance you do, especially when you're not making any money elsewhere. Uh, I see on her Instagram, she was talking to Kate Berlant recently about uh, the comedian Kate Berlant, you know her? Kate no. she's in loads of stuff she's just really I mean funny. I probably do I'm just really terrible with names yeah um anyway uh that was a Waxahachie and the album was called St. Cloud my second choice this week is from a crying bin uh the the weirdest name that I probably picked this week uh it is yeah uh it, it does sound like the uh enemy in um whatchamacallit, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but they are <laughs> a, a Texas trio who, I think they're on their third album now. Um, I got into them in 2018. Condo Todo El Mundo was the name of the album. Uh, they have a new one out only last week, actually, called Mordecai. Uh, I'll play a bit from a song uh, called uh, Time, You and I. Yeah. 
Okay, that's Crying Bin. That is from their new album, which is uh, fast becoming. Uh, you know, uh, I think I think everyone needs a summer album, and I hadn't. Ha- I didn't have a summer album proper yet. Um, we didn't know, have a summer, Niles. Well, so. <laughs> that that makes sense, right? But you know, mm-hmm. those kind of um, like I was saying, kind of in the same. Uh, style of the first album that I picked the one that you go back to a lot even if it might not be the best necessarily now I can't say Crying Bin's album is one of the best of the year it's not it's probably not going to be in the top 10 but it is one of those ones that is so nice to listen to and it's very laid back so kind of summer jams background kind of stuff they uh, their sound is essentially uh, psych rock instrumental psych rock and kind of dub Um, Mm -hmm. they're very cool looking they've got it going on in terms of they did a couple of songs last year with uh, Leon Bridges uh, an EP actually uh, my bae Leon your bae yeah actually it was earlier this year yeah so it was four songs they did with him Uh, and I just been really enjoying the album it's very much of that vein very laid back kind of dubby psych rock there's a lot more vocals this time Uh, I don't think it's as good as album as their 2018 album Tondo El Mundo but it is uh, it it is a, f- a f- welcome addition to my listening at the moment, and certainly one for nice uh, summer days. Um, like I said, there's not there's not a lot of there's more vocals than usual with all three uh, singing a bit. There's a bit of kind of a Latin track with a, a track called Palota, but mostly their uh, gifts it just making really nice uh, kind of vibey um, instrumental with a little bit of vocal kind of uh psych rock that sounds almost poppy um it's lovely it's lovely music it's uh it's very comforting it's and uh that is my second choice for this week uh for albums to check out in 2020 my second choice is an album that has gotten a lot of praise uh including from you who is the person who introduced it to me and it is by salt it's called untitled black is um, and we can take a listen to, I think, the second track track on the album, which is called Stop Dem. Salt, uh, one, one that we mentioned only last week because then it only came out uh, two weeks ago. It is called uh, Untitled Black Is. Did you find out any more information about this band? It was very myst- very mysterious when I looked into it. Nobody no. really knows who they are. Michael Kiwanuka is on the album, um, but we don't know who exactly it is. It's maybe somebody, a producer or a session musician who works with the, the likes of Michael Kiwanuka. Uh, NPR had a listening party for this album last week, which uh, oh which, yeah, which shows that you know it's it's making its way out there and people are are paying attention to it, which is good. Mm. Uh, interestingly, their piece on it did not say a single thing that they were actually a UK band, but it's very much. Tell us a bit more why you picked this one. Yeah, so I think it's it's just a really beautiful collection of songs, like and it it it, it sort of spans a lot. It it encompasses funk soul 
spoken word and then as you heard in in that track something more akin to kind of protest chants and musically it's very very layered uh, if it feels like for me it will take a long time for me to kind of decipher it and really get my teeth into it um and while a lot of it points to the present it's also very much aware of its own relationship with its past and with the kind of the history of black music um there's not a lot of black music history that you won't find referenced or celebrated on this album but it also is very timely and very much of, of of the here and now so it is that kind of cyclical past becoming present and hopefully becoming future thing um it's really hypnotic and uh, soulful as well um it really kind of ju- it jumps towards you in in its kind of energy and then it, but it's also quite introspective as well and i think there's been a lot of talk about and rightly uh, about white people going away to read and learn and and put in the work to understand black cultures and black communities and the systemic oppression that they experience, but also how to celebrate black greatness too. But I think that a comprehensive reading list um, when it comes to these topics should definitely also include music. And I think that this is a really, really fantastic album for you to go away and, and, really listen to it and re- really learn from it because I think we can learn from music and we can learn w- w- how how musicians as part of their communities interact with their own past within their own section of of art and I I think here as uh, as a white listener there's a lot of kind of difficult questions that are posed and you, we have to hear them and we have to sit and think with them but this is extremely artful music that celebrates blackness and invites those difficult conversations but doesn't ever make them feel difficult you know like this is one of the most enjoyable ways that I can think of to go away shut up listen and learn um because you you will want to find out where that sample is from you will want to find out where you can hear more music like this or like this other song or you'll you'll want to learn about all all of the instrumentation and all of the su- subtle and not so subtle references to to other um musics within the kind of the black diaspora um it's it's a really really fantastic work and one that i i don't even really feel like i've scratched the surface with yet um but it's it's like jumping into a huge pool you know it's it's expansive it's huge and um incredibly enjoyable Lovely, well. yeah. I know uh, that you're a big fan. Of yeah, this and as I'm well. still. I'm in the same. It's only been out two weeks. I've. Uh, I'm still delving into it and I'm uh, enjoying listening to it. I do think it is uh, a really good album in terms of uh, where we're at right now and why it, it came out at the right time in a way. Mm. Um, like that song "Wildflowers" last that we played last week. Uh, you know, the, there's uh, you couldn't have timed it. Uh, not in a, in a way that's like marketing, but just you know, in terms of like society. Like the lyrics there, take off your badge. We all know it was murder. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty obvious what those things are about because it keeps repeating itself in history. And it kind of reminds me, in a way, it's it's obviously not exactly uh, analogous in terms of music, but um, in the same way that like when I was younger and I started listening to stuff like Public Enemy and it takes a nation of millions to hold us back and Fear of a Black mm-hmm. Planet, and how you would learn about 
you know, uh, the black experience through listening and, and under, try, trying to li- uh, listening, reading the lyrics and understanding what Chuck D is talking about and all that kind of stuff. And mm. you would you would soak it up and uh, really learn as you were listening to this, like very good music as well. So uh, and it's it's a nice addition to the current kind of musical moment that is happening in, in black communities across the world in that it is not a rap album um, like there's there's. So, so much space obviously for for there to be um different kinds of black voices and this is one that we it's it, it's dealing with like similar and to a point the same topics as for example the rtj album is but in completely different um like not not more not more complex but just com- complex in a different way it's 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 using a, a different part of its own history and um there's there's so much more space at the table for for different voices uh within within this conversation um and black protest music isn't always rap music uh and we tend to conflate the two with each other um so this is a very very good addition i think to to that conversation absolutely absolutely okay that assault uh, album is called untitled black is that's their third album in two years actually as well i must go back and listen to the other two and in due course um now speaking of uh different voices in black music uh the next artist is a recent discovery for me we're talking um luke sharkey actually put me onto this this is a uh, rap ferrara the album is called purple moonlight pages and this is a song called Green. Empty make a better vessel, you know what I mean? And our colors shall be green as we tend to grow. Tender matters of hope, tender contender, gardener of letters. King hat pretender, benevolence lender. No interest rate, Ruby I ain't metacrest, we couldn't break. Needless to say, the cipher's secure. However, your processor need a reboot to update. What's poppin'? Thought cycle rotten. Newport smoke down to the cotton. It's simple mathematics, refracted madness. Wrote the rhyme with fridge magnets, daydreaming the whole lunch. Under in the need a low bowl cut, Eddie Jefferson singing, so what? This is music for quitters and dropouts. This is music for the flop house. Give me my props now. I say, clanging my briefcase. Can you believe the nerve of these cheap skates? Hogging sunlight and the technology behind photosynthesis. Let's measure rhythms and distances. This beat goes 29 million miles before moving. I think I'm improving, but who could say? Since no point is fixed, more or less, I think my point is missed. I've decided to embrace what differentiates me from the anointed clique. Rubiat land ownership. Let's build a monument and stand over it. Hand in hand, off sides, odd pride, like watching your kids' first tantrum. A relevant data set. Lost alpha, now pay to bet. Beta, Hepcat, see you later. See you later. Okay, that was Rap Ferrara. The album is called Purple Moonlight Pages. So what do you want to know about Rap Ferrara? His real name is Rory Allen Philip Ferrara. He's a Nashville MC. Uh, and uh, this album came out in March. Uh, he's previously released albums under the names Milo, Scallops Hotel, Black Orpheus, and also as a collaborative project, uh, Nostrum Grocers. Uh, generally, All very strong names. Yes, I just Scallop, say. Scallops Hotel. Um, That's my favorite one. <laughs> the... 
album in general is kind of this abstract kind of spoken word rap album it has a very kind of indie sensibility it reminds me a lot sometimes of uh flying lotus and shabazz palaces and sub pop so kind of alternative hip-hop kind of spoken word stuff it's quite free associative in terms of its tone um and uh loose in spirit uh it's quite, it's produced by the Jefferson Park Boys, who kind of like, there's a lot of jazzy kind of stuff here, brass and keyboards, things like that. Um, it's very nice. Uh, you remember Book 65, the artist Book 65, do you remember him? Kind of Cana- I don't think so. Uh, it's been a while since he's done anything, but he was kind of Canadian uh, alt-rap stuff. He used to do come here a lot and uh, play Dublin and Ireland a lot. Uh, there's a bit of that kind of... Uh, energy to this the way it's kind of his rhymes can be very dense but very casual like one of the songs here is about uh like doing laundry um and having a son watch him and stuff like that so uh, and there's a song uh, called no starving artists uh, open mike eagle and mike lad feature on the album as well it's just one of those it was it's like i said one of the nice things about you know going and processing uh, albums for for lists is that you discover new things and uh, i'm still i have a i have a big selection of stuff in my uh spotify playlist that i'm currently listening to that i have to get back to uh mm-hmm. there's and this is one of my most recent discoveries from those kind of lists that i would just put on and and see how i feel about it i discovered quite a few albums and i have to give luke a shout out for that as another album from uh eloquent for called old times uh oh forever is a a pretty long time also a new discovery for me but the rap for hour was the one that stood out the most um that i hadn't heard in recent weeks so that is uh, a nice thing to get i think you know a nice discovery it's been interesting as well going back i think a little bit to some of the ones that i thought i would i wanted to go back to and like stuff like grimes and i just like I really don't feel much for it um, mm. still. And I'm like kind of disappointed. I thought by like maybe after things had died down a bit, I would have been feeling a bit more positive about it. But uh, it turns out, no, it was the answer on that front. But anyway, um, this is the thing. Sometimes you discover new things and all of that. Uh, so that is a uh, wrap for our uh, purple moonlight pages. Uh, Dre, your choice is next. My next choice is an album called Sweet for Max Brown by Jeff Parker and the song is called Narciss. Jeff Parker, who um, is an experimental modern jazz guitarist, um, 
and he's kind of a serial collaborator. His last record in 2016 uh, was called The New Breed and that was a collaboration with um, jazz players at International Anthem, which is a collective of these kind of experimental jazz musicians based in Chicago. Um, and that was a really, really fantastic record. Um, he's really interested in live improvisation within jazz but then also incorporating looping and sampling so you get a kind of a very much a jazz sound but almost like it's been put through a a kind of a the history of hip-hop kind of uh filter which is re really really cool um he's primarily a guitarist but he plays almost every instrument uh on this record and he's i think really here anyway on this album he really stands out as a as an arranger um sorry my laptop made an extremely loud noise in my headphones just there and I got a fright um but okay good arranger um and it's I mean when, you, when you're going through the album like it's it's quite it's quite giddy and quite ecstatic and visceral and just as you're kind of settling into one groove you're sort of hurled into the next one but there is a lovely centerpiece in the album which is really beautiful um covers the wrong uh word to use in jazz but this kind of reimagining of um John Coltrane's After the Rain which he dedicated to his mom uh because John Coltrane is one of her favorite musicians um and it's a really it's actually it's one of the most kind of tender renditions of that song or that piece that I've that I've ever heard. It's almost onomatopoeic, like you can kind of feel yourself being in like a kind of a, a wet street. And uh, it's very, very beautiful. And um, keeping with the family theme, his daughter, Ruby, um, sings on the first track on this album. Um, it's the only lyrics or vocals on the album. And... She also sang on the last track of the last album and she's got re really, really nice lines on this album um, on Build a Nest uh, in which she pays homage to creativity as being like, like, like the process being the destination and um, the joy of making and doing without an end product in mind being celebrated. And that kind of, you know, it captures this the spirit of jazz I think um she sings everybody moves like they've some place to go build a nest and watch the world go by slow which I think is really nice her vocal work is really beautiful in that but yeah the re the whole record's like it it is a journey but it goes by in an instance it's the best jazz I've heard this year I think or it's certainly my favorite jazz I've heard this year um but it's definitely not only for jazz fans. I think hip hop and R and B fans will find a lot to love. I just um, copped who he was. He's in. He was in Tortoise, right? So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, very it's in, like post rocky yeah. kind of uh, yeah, very pitchfork friendly as well. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah. I mean, if you look at his Wikipedia credits or wherever you, people keep their credits these days, he's he's worked with like a lot of people um he's he's pretty prolific but he's great and this album is really fantastic okay that is called jeff parker the album is called album uh, is called uh oh too many uh, tabs open sweet sweet for max brown sweet for max brown yes i had it in yeah. my head and then i forgot it <laughs> okay uh, my next choice is from princess nokia who had two albums out on the same day and um, one of them was called everything is beautiful the other one was called everything sucks 
I've chosen the former. Everything is beautiful because I'm an optimist. Uh, so this is a song from that. You fool. Yeah, I know. Uh, called Sugar Honey Ice Tea. Sugar Honey Ice Tea. These bitches don't like me. These bitches won't fight me. And doing shit just to spite me. I see them talking on the IG. Think you jealous, maybe hard key. I got the juice, I got the high C. You been hating, I know you mad that I'm famous I know you mad that I made it With all the time you been hating, you could've turned into something Sometimes it works out for people, sometimes it really just doesn't Don't do this shit to be famous, I do this shit cause I love it I shot an arrow, said fuck it, I took a chance, came from nothing You have to go for it and want it, you have to rise up above it If you go and expect it, well girl, I think that you bugging How you want what I have? You ain't working yourself That toxic energy shit ain't really good for your health I think you need better goals, cause oh my god, you seem lost You talking shit about my music, but what the fuck have you dropped? Now what the fuck have you done? Accolades, you have none. Your lazy ways get you none. I go and pray for you, hun. Sugar, honey, ice tea. These bitches don't like me. These bitches won't fight me. And doing shit just to spite me. I see them talking on the IG. Think you jealous, maybe high key. I got the juice, I got the high C. Okay, that was Princess Nokia. Album is called Everything is Beautiful. You heard Sugar Honey Iced Tea, which, uh, yes, does uh, stand for SH1T as well. Um, yes. Uh, this the is al- a family <laughs> podcast. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I've now decided we're rebranding. <laughs> it's a family. It's Mum's Net. With for black, for oh music. God! What? <laughs> <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, so the album was meant to represent a uh, representation of the sensitive feminine side of the gender fluid artist. I don't think Mumsnet would be too pleased about that. in the in the mm-hmm. main, um, I see Graham Lennon got uh, uh, kicked off Twitter. Uh, yep. and, and took to mums uh, to give out about it so there we go yeah <laughs> uh, anyway turned him away <laughs> uh, side note uh so yes this album uh, was released the same day as everything sucks the two very different collections of music everything sucks was kind of recorded in a week and much brasher kind of harder rap style uh, a more rootless collection is how she describes it herself um and uh, this is Beats primarily by Tony Seltzer and 1900. Uh, Princess Nokia is like, ooh, how many albums now? One, two, three. Yeah, this is their fourth album. Um, mm-hmm. So just a prolific artist who's been putting out a lot of stuff. Um, and two albums in one day kind of represents the duality of who she is or who they are. Um, how do you feel about them putting out two separate albums and not having it as a double sider? Uh, they do they do stand on their own i think they do feel like mm. very different and i'm actually in terms of processing it in terms of listening it's yeah. it's nice not to feel like you have to listen to the second disc if you don't want to because i like know, that too i yeah. think people i think people should do that a bit more especially when when there's two very separate like linked ideas but very separate kind of sounds yeah i'm about putting them out separately even if they are on the same day yeah, and there's great covers on the on the album to really represent that. Like the everything is beautiful as her. Like they're kind of like um, high school portraits where she's sitting there with like a a, a dunce cap kind of thing and and holding like a, a mouse or something or like a rodent of some kind. And and then the uh, everything sucks. She's like holding a teddy bear, looking miserable. And there's like a as opposed to the background of everything beautiful there's like a blue sky and then there's like a dark cloud above mm-hmm. everything and everything sucks so there is the nice duality i think you know 
the question would be, why did she release the albums on the same day? Well, I think it really is more than just like crowding out herself or or the uh, release process, more just a, a statement on the duality and uh, personalities that the artist has. Um, and you, that really does come across in the music. I think for here, in terms of um, Everything is Beautiful, it's much more bright and chirpy compared to Everything Sucks. It uh, And it shows a range of styles. It kind of feels like a bit more open and expansive. Um, she does a lot in terms of vocals that I think is uh, quite interesting. Uh, there's a lot of, like Gemini, the song called Gemini, that kind of reminds me of Bahamadia, the, um, one of the original like female MCs that I first heard that I like, just loved. Um, mm. Kind of, it's very spoken word, kind of cool, uh, low uh, voiced. Uh, does a good impression of Chance the Rapper on Green Eggs and Ham. Um, kind of close approximation to Tierra Wack on Wash and Set. And then kind of like jazzy live vocals on a song like Blessing. And then she was due also to play uh, the week of lockdown pretty much or the week after and when it all happened. So that never happened. That was supposed to take place in Vicar Street. So still yet to see her um, or, or them. I'm not sure if it's uh, what the correct pronoun is, but uh, well, I should check that. Um so yeah, Sugar Honey Ice Tea is uh, a bit of a banger, a bit of a like uh, big pop tune as well. So absolutely uh, banger, yeah. Yeah, so that was my, you know, when an artist is kind of outside the mainstream in lots of ways, you can easily, even if you're paying attention, you can easily miss things um, because mm. you just don't. But uh, Sugar Honey Ice Tea really like made a huge impression, uh, even though I was already familiar with the artist. So uh, yeah, I've been listening to that for a bit. Everything is Beautiful is the one I'd recommend of the two. So Cool. Um, my fourth record is um, a, a complete deviation from the sound of Princess and Nokia. Um, it's a song for our daughter by Laura Marling, uh, which we, it's surprising that we didn't actually cover on the, on the podcast. But um, anyway, um, and this song is called Only the Strong. Love is a sickness cured by time. Love is a sickness cured by time Bruises all end up benign Love is a sickness cured by time I hope that you can change my mind Had to leave this crying all behind Somebody told me Only and only Only the strong will survive um, So that is from Song for Our Daughter by Laura Marling um, We figured out there that we didn't cover this um, this album when it came out because it came out in like a mammoth release day when it was um, The Strokes, this record and Hamilton Lighthouser. Um, so there was a lot going on at, uh, at the time. But I have since given it the, the the time that I think it deserves. And I think it's a really beautiful album, actually. Um, it's de- I think it's definitely her most personal work here. Um, it's her seventh album, which is kind of unbelievable. Um, and she has definitely kind of taken more steps to move into a, a more kind of expansive sound. There's 
the addition of string arrangements by Bob Moose, who's worked with Bon Iver and uh, The National. And it definitely, it definitely backs her up um or kind of props her up and she's she's sounding more mature and, and more confident on, on on this record than we've heard it before and while things are still musically quite straightforward like there's she's taking elements of kind of Paul Simon and and Joni Mitchell there is a a definite kind of shift in her tone here um sometimes she's quite sarcastic and cutting and other times she's very tender and sincere but there's she strikes a real balance um with with those two kind of contrasting um tones and ideas which which i i find really uh, engaging actually um and what's more it works as an album uh, it works as a meditation on a theme and i think somewhere in there is kind of the idea of family and the kind of endless wins and losses that happen within it um and it's just dealt with very tenderly, very beautifully. Um, and I think it's absolutely the best she's ever sounded. Very good. She said it was a, a kind of a how she would uh, guide her daughter, arm her in a prayer for life and all its nuance. Um, and that was one of the reasons why this record came about. Uh, she says, I'm older now, old enough to have a daughter of my own. I feel acutely the responsibility to defend the girl, capital T and capital G. Uh, the girl might be lost, torn from innocence, prematurely or unwittingly fragmented by forces that dominate society. I want to stand behind her and whisper in all her ear all the confidence and affirmations I've found so difficult to provide myself. So passing on some uh, positive um, experiences and uh, uh, yeah, being a being a and go- some being warnings a good mother, too. I think being a yeah. good mother, yeah. And it's it it does have that kind of um, interesting dynamic that mothers and daughters share that other variations of parents and, and children's don't necessarily share because mothers have to kind of warn daughters about things and they have to warn sons about things too but this is specifically about that um and it's yeah it's a really it's a really beautiful kind of meditation on 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 that topic and um um very very gentle to listen to it's a nice sunday afternoon album definitely um, she's still doing her Instagram guitar lessons. I think she Not is. I've seen. No, it's still it's still listed on her Instagram anyway. I, I think she's mm. still doing them. I'm not sure, but uh, either that or she's still listing them. Um, but I'm not mm. sure. But because uh, I do the live stream guide every week, and you just never know. It says isolation guitar tutorials every Sunday at seven p.m. So I don't know. I guess have a look on Sunday and see if they're still there. There's loads of them on. Um, Oh yeah, they're they're actually on IGTV on her Instagram if you want to have a look at cool. that. So she does uh, twenty minute like uh, instructional tutorials for her songs on guitar. So that's great. Um, okay, uh, my I think my final choice for um, albums yeah. to check out this Flying year so far. Them. Yeah, it is uh, an album from Hani El Khatib. It is called um, Flight. Uh, and I will explain a bit about who that person is and why I picked the album after we hear a song called Stressy.
<laughs> okay. Whoa, that, that, that was a journey. <laughs> that was Hani El Khatib. <laughs> the album is called uh, Flight. Uh, Hani El Khatib is a UK producer. This is his fifth album, uh, cool. re- released on a, a a label called Innovative Leisure, who he is a co-partner of. It came out in May. Uh, one of those ones that snuck up on me. Uh, I was getting a lot of press about it. Um, finally got around to listen to it like literally the week it was coming out and i was like oh this is really good <laughs> you know yeah. you're just like never sure um you're getting a lot of emails from things it is produced by leon michaels who did a lot of stuff with uh l michaels affair is his band he did some stuff with travis scott uh, mark ronson landa ray uh, but hannah el khatib is kind of an interesting artist a bit of a polymath has worked with uh jizza and freddie gibbs has done stuff with dan Auerbach from the black keys and stuff like that so all sorts of things, really. So, and again, Do you know who's drumming there? I don't know. Okay, that's okay. Um, yes, it I might. Sounded really good. It seems like it is uh, Hani El Khatib himself, because um, he seems to be the kind of person who does a bit of everything. Um, so, uh, yes, so I think it is him. Uh, yeah, so just I think it was a toss up for me this week whether I was going to pick um, Eve's Tumor album, Heaven. Uh, of a tortured mind or this one i went with this one because when i was listening back to both of them i kind of realized i enjoyed this one more than i did the eve's tumor one even though i think eve's tumor has there's a couple of fantastic songs on that uh album heaven to a tortured mind uh kerosene and gospel for a new century in particular but there is a lot of very dark uh, material on on that album as well it's quite uh muddy and in the mire um, so I found the kind of uh, album here, Flight by Hani El Khatib, is kind of like an eclectic mix of garage rock, soul, hip hop, psychedelic blues, a bit of everything. It's very it's similar in its eclecticism to Eve's Tuber, which is why I, it was a toss up between the two. But I think I preferred this kind of buoyant and fizzy nature of this album as opposed to the other one. So uh, that is Hani El Khatib. Uh, album is called Flight. Cool. So my final album, and our final album, is from a band called Indian Queens. The album is called God is a Woman, and this track is called God is a Woman. While you sing hymns on the sound Fingers crossed to make it all bittersweet All these years lived in fear That was Indian Queen's album is called God as a Woman. Uh, we're just trying to figure out the Irish connection here, other than the manager. Um, what is uh, Kat- Jennifer and Catherine O'Neill, along with mm. lifelong friend Matthew Dudenbick, Dudenbick on drums, uh, Indian Queen. So this, uh, this is a very recent album as well, isn't it? Yes, um, within the past kind of um, month or so, I think. It's a very cool album. Um, it's 
Indian Queen's debut album, um, and it's a really, really strong one at that. I think, you know, for a debut, there is a fully formed voice here. Um, it's it's quite honest, and but there is this like Je- Jennifer O'Neill, who's who's the vocalist here. She does kind of sometimes sing with like a slight snarl that I really, really like. Um, her vocals definitely anchor you, uh, in in this kind of like hazy and dreamy soundscape. Um. Which is really cool. Um, I think there the the album is is kind of tackling um particularly anxieties about um again kind of making changes and being a certain age, being young and um trying to figure out where the personal and the political begin and end. And sometimes that that's that's kind of thrown out the window. Um, you know, she asks questions like, "Who am I to start a revolution? Who wants to start a revolution?" and um political ideas and personal ideas tend to kind of um mix in with each other until they're they're sort of inseparable and that's what life is like actually so um i think i think that's quite cool um it it they sound like where i wanted war paint to go and where i wanted the big moon to go her 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 vocals are very very similar to the lead singer the big moon um whose first album i really really liked second album i didn't like so much i wish they'd gone th- this way um but it's it's grunge tinned uh there's kind of a hints of a real kind of soul soulfulness through it as well but it does it does shimmer it's a it, it's a very very well produced album um and it's it's a seriously strong debut from a band that I kind of I only see great things for them um and I would definitely recommend checking this album out if you haven't already very good um that is Indian Queen's album is called God is a Woman um so we'll be checking that out um so uh I will we will uh, go through a few of the other albums that you know maybe some we discussed already but uh, I'm going to I put up a piece on the site today about um my 10 favorite Irish albums of the year so far so while I read a few of those out and discuss them you can chime in with ones you also like and also if you have any others that aren't on this list uh I albums I really enjoyed this year from Irish artists included uh well we didn't feature this on this podcast because we you'd already reviewed it with Luke in January, and uh, when I was at Eurosonic, um, yes, even Francis, 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 yeah, yeah, no junction, absolutely in in my top five this year. Love, love, love that record, and it's it stands up to many, many, many listens. I would be shocked and appalled if it wasn't um one of the first that this this year's Choice Music Prize uh, judges will be picking out from. Um, from the that's the first mention of the choice prize this year <laughs> yes since, since you did it um yeah yeah so it's my big year <laughs> Eve Vanessa Francis um that was also one of the last big night there for many people in in it was in my last pint was it yeah yeah it okay. was the last pint I had yeah god um Eve Vanessa Francis really great album very much like uh there's kind of a psych folk thing going on there but also uh I can hear a lot of uh um, similarities to the likes of Angel Olsen as well but not in a way that sounds like it's aping uh, the craft of, of Angel Olsen too much but a uh, very interesting album as well uh, the likes of Lethal Dialect LD50 Part 3 a really great rap album long overdue uh, ending to the trilogy that uh, kind of brings it all back up to date while taking inspiration from uh, kind of boom bap uh, throwback 90s stuff as well as the first two albums did but seems to do it in a much more cohesive manner uh, if anyone was interested in my further thoughts on those two records, I I 
reviewed both of them for the Journal of Music. You can go and read those if you like. Good, good plug. Just saying. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> the Scratch album, Couldn't Give a Rat's, that, uh, one of the few bands in Ireland who actually came out of uh, the uh, pandemic in a positive fashion by bringing their album forward and doing uh, a number of live streams that uh, seemed to stand to them. Now, obviously, they can't do any gigs, but uh, they couldn't give a rat's by the sounds of it because they're on with things. Uh, I love that album. Kind of trad. Uh, I, I don't like to, don't want to use the word metal necessarily, but it is like fast rock music or fast like punkish kind of stuff uh, mm. a lot of fun very different uh, they're a real live band as well but I think it really mm. does translate well on the album uh, very funny album as well yeah a lot of Dublin colloquialism, colloquialisms uh, you know pulling your jocks up and all that kind of stuff and uh, yeah really good uh, really good album um, and then I would also have some recommendations for uh, Gap Tooth it looks like Ryan the Cork producer recent mixtape featuring Kojak and Keen Kavanagh and Yankee and stuff like that earlier this year that's a soft boy records release uh, they've been quiet enough other than, other than that this year but it's a really good mixtape 10 tracks uh, we had uh, Kilkenny multi-instrumentalist uh, RCG return with an album his first in 10 years called Chroma um, which was written with a collaborator as well and very something a bit different from him again much more textured much more interesting uh, Limerick had a strong showing in the early part of this year with two good albums from the rapper PX music associate Hazy Hayes um, he is a, a character and a, a, a powerhouse himself and uh, it his energy Burst forth from the speakers and uh, uh, always good when uh, somebody who is uh, well adept or uh, capable releases a full length because I think, mm. you know, I think albums still in a lot of ways um, are good markers for, for how somebody can see a vision for themselves. And I think uh, those kind of things, like we've seen two albums, Hazy Hayes, Is Misha, and then Bleeding Heart Pigeons, um, Stir, I think it's called. Um, and mm. they uh, were... That just missed out on my top five, actually. Did it? Yeah, they were, yeah, they were... Um, yeah, they were on a major label like four or five years ago. And then this is an independent re- uh, album uh, released uh, and made in a shed. Um, it's very... Um, it's quite imaginative. It's got a lot going on in terms of it. It's throwback to kind of eighties rock and ambient kind of stuff. Um, it's got uh, it's very interesting. It's very meticulously put together. And uh, then there's also albums from the likes of Evol, the Berlin duo, uh, Ottermond, uh, Bridget Maypower, uh, another fine folk album, and an Arvo Party who released three albums this year and one of them uh, love above all is one of the selections i included in uh, that list and uh, another just quick shout to a couple of albums which i didn't fit in anywhere else the uh, a really nice uh, folk harmonic duo brothers called the ocelots I had an album out called started to wonder uh, just a few weeks ago i believe i've been listening to that uh, a bit this week and then Solcat, the another kilkenny electronic duo there uh, had an album called nocturne Solcat, s-o-l-k-a-t-t um and uh, in terms of yourself dre any irish albums not listed there that uh, you no i think you've covered all of the irish albums that i really liked this year actually um just some albums that i've been returning to a lot that we have covered um, I haven't been that wide in my listening actually I've, I've kind of just been um, there's not much I've been listening to this year I've 
thankfully very busy reviewing a lot of music so I don't have a lot of time to um listen to stuff beyond what I'm reviewing but I'm still listening to the to the Strokes record still listening to the Fiona Apple record I am still listening to Mac Miller um who had the first great record of the year I think yeah Um, absolutely and I hope it doesn't get forgotten in end of year lists I didn't see it on a whole lot of mid-year lists actually which I found surprising um but it was absolutely there for me um um, it's hard when you don't have them written down in front of you. Um, Andy um, Shouf, the Neon Skyline, Andy is an Shouf, album that we both really enjoyed. Uh, lovely album, beautiful about. record. Um, yeah, vignettes based off a, a narrative based on a night in a bar. It's really lovely. Yeah, um, beautiful record. Yeah, that that's that's a very very strong recommendation for me. If people haven't gotten around to it yet, absolutely listen to that. Hamilton Lighthouses uh, record from this year is fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. Um didn't include it in my five because I was convinced that we reviewed it but we actually didn't so I was raging um but yeah that's a fantastic record um an album yeah that's uh, all I can think of right now okay uh an album that I uh, will probably forever associate with lockdown is the Dua Lipa album Future Nostalgia which I think actually arrived at a lovely time for me I just really uh I loved the escapism of it and a really good pop album I found and uh, it's one I've uh even heard a shop in one of the songs in Century yesterday. And I was like, ah, that's nice. Nice yeah. to hear that. I'll, also throw, I'll throw in the uh, the Charlie XCX album as well. While I wasn't, you know, floored by it, I respect the hustle and I think there is great songs on it. Um, but I, I've i returned to it to listen to a couple of songs. I haven't returned to it as, as an album. Yeah, okay. Uh, very um, much. RTJ4, which meant which we reviewed like two or three weeks ago, um, yeah. as well. Perfume Genius set my fire on heart, uh, my, my heart on fire immediately. Uh, yeah. A very strong uh, recommend from us, I think, as well. Uh, Baby Bridgers, who we reviewed last week. Punisher, um, yep. Yeah, fantastic record. Uh, Soccer Mommy, Color Theory, as well, another album. Soccer um, Mommy, Color Theory, yeah, one um, of my favorites. That's, I think Soccer Mommy is the album I've gone back to the most. I mean, it came out in. January I think um or very early on in the year um but I've returned to that a lot so I imagine that's going to be high at, at the end of the year okay for me. very good um I also enjoyed Empress of I'm your Empress of this year uh big time I think it's actually her best record in more that back in this, this it. year yeah um what oh my god it was like April or something wasn't it <laughs> it was it? March or April, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My um, mind is blown. There you go. Um Jesse Ware had a new album out last week, which I've only given a few listens to, but it's a nice, very pleasant Jesse Ware album. But uh, I've only gotten one listen to it, uh, so I didn't feel confident enough to discuss it this week, but um really, really, really like it. Yeah. Uh, other ones I've been enjoying the last while. Um, Everything is recorded Friday Forever, the uh, Richard Russell uh, album, which features uh, a couple of Irish artists actually, uh, Maria Somerville and Keen Cavanaugh alongside Berwyn and uh, Infinite Coles and uh, uh, Ghostface Killers on it as well, along with Jai Paul's uh, uh, cooler but uh, uh, less, uh, more prolific brother, not by much. Uh, AK, How is he AK getting post out to you? Huh? How's he getting post out to you? Should we should we contact him? Who? Joy Paul's brother. Oh right, yeah, yeah. What about him? Maybe he can have a word with yeah, that brother yeah, of we'll, his. Yeah, about my have a toast <laughs> that I have ordered. Oh yeah, the oh, album. Jesus, we're still talking about that. Yeah, okay, right, yeah. Fuck. That's two two year easily no. two years. It was now, supposed. Is it? No, it was supposed to come out in 
we were supposed to get it in January, and then the last time we talked about it, we were like due to hear about it. No, we were supposed to get it in January, but that was the that was like the delayed date. Yeah, it was supposed to be before that. So where are we at now? Where where is it? <laughs> I don't know, Niall. <laughs> and you know, I... <laughs> where is it? I twenty seventh of February was when we last talked about this. Like what? It's July I... now, lads. Lads, like I know there's been a lot going on, but lads, shoot me an email for God's sake. Jesus, where's my EP LP? I don't even remember what I ordered. Okay, it's just gonna show up one day. Oh my God, I've I've given them my old address now. You've moved house. I've moved house since this happened. (laughs) Oh God. Okay, I know. Fine. So. I don't know where that's actually. I gave them the office address, uh, so that's gone as well. So uh, I don't know what if I did, I was in there this week and there was no post. So there's no Jaipal. Well, there's no Jaipal here either. I'm gonna have to get back. Anyway. I'm gonna have to email them again and be asked them to update my address again because they still haven't sent it out. Please do. Okay. Okay. Wow. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Good to know. I see. I I forget for about three months how yeah. angry I am about this, and yeah, then I remember yeah. and I'm furious. <laughs> then it comes back on you, but hopefully, uh, yeah. Um, I've also, uh, do you have an album that you were disappointed by this year to not to finish on a bad note, but like, um, but let's finish on a bad note. No, we'll we, we finish on a positive note. No, we'll finish on a positive note. Um, okay. This is controversial, but I did not derive as much joy from the Dua Lipa album as other people did. Um, that's fine. I wasn't like a huge fan like nothing against her she makes great pop music I know that um but I didn't go into the album as a huge fan already um and it just it didn't really there's bangers sure but it didn't do it for me as an album and it hasn't really invited me back very much uh to be honest um the 1975 obviously it's too long um and while I think there's a, a, a brilliant album in there um, and I've returned to my own playlisting of that album, which is to me the only canon album that was released from them this year. Uh, it is nine tracks long and it's perfect. But um, that, it, it was it was a disappointing album in terms of like I just expected something a little bit more concise and, and a bit more polished, but also. I really, really, really enjoyed all of the conversation around it at the time. It was a big album in that way. It remind it reminded me of the kind of the arguments you have when a Kanye West album comes out or something, and it's like everybody's talking about this thing. Tons of people absolutely fucking hate it. Tons of people would die for it. Um, and I like that. I I miss. Yeah, I miss it's good in, to have uh, beer gardens for that event albums to talk about every now and exactly. Again. Yeah, yeah, but the album itself was a bit of a disappointment yeah yeah fair uh i think probably the album that i thought i was gonna like but i didn't really vibe with at all was the grimes album miss anthropocene mm. just didn't really do anything for me but looking ahead we have a album about to be announced uh well you're gonna hear the first single tomorrow from sufjan stevens so Yay! apparently inspired by ariana grande and uh what was the other artist that i sent you the tweet from i can't remember now uh, oh, I can't there was remember. a tweet that was taken down that was like uh, Sufjan says his album is inspired by Ariana Grande and 
and I'm going to open it now and tell you what it is. Oh, you spent too many messages and now I can't keep it up. Okay, uh, it was Ariana Grande. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> Gorilla versus Bear. Put it up. <laughs> the tweet is gone, I think. Yeah, this is gone. a nightmare. Anyway, a new album <laughs> out, uh, being announced tomorrow. Uh, from mm-hmm. Sufjan and the first uh, record is out as well so I'm excited to hear that but there's a lot of stuff to look forward to as well this year in terms of Irish stuff we've got um, uh, so we've got new albums coming from Pillow Queens, Silverbacks uh, Paddy Hanna, Nilo JLOL, Alvaredi, maybe Denise Chyla, uh, maybe the Mary Wallopers, maybe Villagers Just Mustard, also possibly uh, Fontaine CC, not that you're looking forward to it, but you know, it's going to come out at the end of <laughs> July. Um, and then beyond that, what else have we got to look forward to? Um, well, and uh, uh, there's a, a litany of failures, volume three, um, was announced. Lots of different Irish, um, artists, post punk podge, um, girl band, grave goods, the bonk. Um, a girl Butcher band Mond album this year and Silverback. No, no, no. These are on the Litany of Failures volume. Oh, three sorry. Album. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. They're all contributing work to that, um, and that is, I think, chance to look at that email. Yes, I think it's available to stream pretty soon. Um, but the um physical releases will be out in September. So, ah, but it looks good. like a very tasty lineup. Nice. Um, and those are those albums are always good. This is the third one now. So. Uh, well, Sufjan's album is called The Ascension and it's out September 25th. FYI. So, Sufjan, be... I'm so... September 25th, my little autumn boy. <laughs> he's just so kind to me throughout my whole life. He, he knows when I need him and he swoops in on a little swan. And he's the best. Oh, I'm one, so excited. One of seven swans he swoops in on. One of seven swans. Um, also out that day, very different, but Idol's album Ultra Mono, which I'd be excited to hear about. Uh, here based on the stuff they've released to date yes uh the xx possibly have an album out this year uh kelly leon's um the xx feels like they're from the past don't doesn't it somehow doesn't it just like, like it's like, yeah. a different world like <laughs> it's been a long time since i've heard the xx um as a modern entity kind of releasing music yeah. might not have actually been that long though but yeah i know yeah now there's well, lots to look forward to this year it'll be interesting now in in the second half of the year seeing what the not quite the quality but the quantity of music um because i don't think there's actually been like in the first half of this year we've had some very very good records but i think compared to last year we haven't had you know the record yet i don't think yeah have we do you, um, do you think we've had it in terms of uh the re- like you the, know like uh, the re- like fiona apple butterfly probably. or Crown Apple this yeah. year is the one that everyone agrees on and yeah. is much lauded. I would say that would be the one that uh, you you would get in trouble for for not including it in your best of the year. Yeah, um, yeah. That would be mm. the only one probably this year. I and, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I love that record, but I'm I feel like I'm still waiting for the big one this year. And I wonder now, because of all of gestures broadly, um will will that affect the the quantity of music that that we have to kind of deal with in going into the second half of the year. I can only yeah, imagine that it does. It may um, do. That, it may that do. we will have less music um, to to pick from for our lists and things, which I guess makes our job a bit easier, but it makes it way less fun. Um, so hopefully, 
Yeah, well, I mean, America's you, you might, pretty much opened back up now as well. So, well, they might have to shut down again, but they may, you may have a new uh, Kanye album. I don't know if I'm ready for that either. Uh, there was a new song I out don't. this week that I could barely listen to, uh, featuring I Travis Scott. It. Uh, it's it's a half of track kind of feels like one of those uh, poopity scoop ones. Not not quite as bad as that, but like it, it feels like it feels like something that was just like off the cuff and un, kind of unfinished. It's called Wash Us in the Blood. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Mm. I don't know. I need a bit more time. I don't. I don't need a Kanye album right now. To be I do honest. not need a Kanye album right now. <laughs> so don't do it. I don't <laughs> just, hold your goddamn horses, Kanye, and just, wait till we're ready. Just do the thing that where you say you're going to release it and then you never do, and that's great. <laughs> no, 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 because I can't go through that either. No, but I can't I'm, go through the stress of that either. I'm in too many WhatsApp groups where that is like the only topic of conversation when it's when it's happening. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. Um, Will we do any other business? Yeah, so uh, what have you been up to other than uh, what we've been discussing this week? You know it. It's Succession. Season two, oh, baby. You sent me... Um, a, you sh- I should actually just play the voice message you sent me um, instead <laughs> of you talking about it. <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. Oh, I think great. I said to that at like two in the morning and then stayed up. <laughs> it gave me, it oh. gave me a lot of joy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I... I'm just... You also like, said earlier this week, my album of the year is the Succession soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Have you listened to the, like the whole soundtrack? No, I haven't, but I've watched the show. Oh, obviously, so. <laughs> mate. Oh, no, like, it's well worth listening to the actual soundtrack. It's unbelievable. Um, r- amazing composer. Um, But yeah, just been watching Succession, thinking about Succession, looking at pictures of the people who star in succession can't look at any memes yet can't go on tumblr about it yet because i can't go on reddit about it um because i haven't finished it yet and i don't want any spoilers but i'm so ready to like just enter into this fandom and not find my way out for a a while um i've said this to a couple of people um and they've both one has agreed with me and one is unsure but is it a thing with succession fans where like Greg and Tom like <laughs> like they're in love right uh well like, Tom uh, I think uh Tom has a secret thing for for Greg but it's very destructive um and yes. not, not a very nice thing for Greg uh, to experience Absolutely like but at the same time so I think it is probably it's some like by panic is going on and he's <laughs> so afraid of loving him but they love each other and um, also i'm calling it now greg is gay i've just always read him as gay so i think that that's why that dynamic is kind of working a little bit more for me as well because i'm like <laughs> they they're in love with each other but it's horrible like it's it's genuinely horrible but they're my favorite dynamic on the show um so i watched season 2 episode 4 last night which is an episode in which um Shiv and Kendall hug each other mm. and it damn near broke me. Um, it was a really, really beautiful moment, if you know the moment I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Obviously trying not to give away too many things. Um, bore on the floor. That was weird. Um, that was a weird episode, but also very good. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that, the that's the blank space mansion. Oh, I recognized it like immediately. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking, that's the Taylor Swift mansion from well, Blank Space. Well and then done. I looked it up and it is. 
Um, but yeah, just Succession have literally been like doing and thinking absolutely nothing else. Well, there's an article on Little White Lies about uh, exactly that. It's called Exploring Queer Desire in HBO Succession. <sighs> Undercurrents of homoerotic obsession run through the hit, sh- uh, hit show. Uh, it says... Um, Tom so it Gre- is a thing. It's Tom not and just Greg me. are regularly shown watching one another. Tom's touches linger. Greg's eyes twinkle. Uh, at one point, Greg oh says, boy, "Are you trying to seduce his me?" Eyes twinkle. <laughs> Greg says, "Are you trying to seduce me?" Jokingly asked an expensive dinner. Blushing, Tom confirms the true laughter that he is. When their office is put under lockdown, the two are sequestered in a safe room, and Tom disparagingly references this as hiding in the closet. Mm. Yes. So yes. And and Greg Greg is like, I don't want to work for you anymore. And Tom is like, Are you trying to break up with me? And then Greg is like, Oh, we can have a business open relationship, which obviously <laughs> triggers him from Shiv being like, Our marriage needs to be an open marriage. And he starts pelting bottles at him and saying, I won't let you take what is mine. Yeah. I know. Come on, man. <laughs> I, oh, I'm so. Apologies to anyone who uh, hasn't watched Succession yet, but you should. Oh, they're, they're long gone. They're and long also, gone. <laughs> I, would, I would say if you haven't watched it, um, you, I think it seems to be universal for a lot of people. You have to get past. It's one of those annoying things where you do actually have to, you get, have past, to get past like, three episodes. Three or four episodes, yeah. And yeah. then you're like golden. After that, it's fine. Like you, yeah. it, you're like, what is this show? And you're like, just watch it. It's really good. Yeah. And yeah. then I don't want to tell of, you about it, goes, but just yes. watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but if anyone out there is is prime for some queer baiting, succession, do it. Um, I will send you a link to that Sherlock um, levels, like so you can read. Yeah. Um, and um, what have you been doing and and feeling? Well, uh, it's it's the uh, I haven't been watching anything other than what film did I watch last week? Can't even remember. Uh, I've been playing a PlayStation game, play, PS4 game, The Last of Us Two. Um, and uh, it is never heard of it. it it's uh, the one that's ever talking about. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> when I realized this week that there was dogs that you could kill, I felt very uncomfortable about playing the game anymore. I don't want to kill any dogs. There's one that you have to kill. No, you, apparently so. Yeah, that's why I looked up. Is like, can do, can I do this without having to kill dogs? Because like, does the dog die? Yeah. I literally got my dog back today from after four months of lockdown and. Uh, She's there on the couch having a uh, uh, having a, a lovely snooze, and uh, oh, the, the, <laughs> the thoughts of me um, uh, sitting beside her while killing virtual dogs is not one that fills me with uh, with uh, right? great um, feelings. Any game so. that makes me kill a dog, I'm not playing that game. I'm well, apparently, they, you don't have to kill a dog other than one. So um, yeah, still. Anyway, I've been enjoying that. I've been enjoying the uh, escapism of killing zombies for the most part. Um, which have been fun and uh, yeah just been watching Sopranos still I'm like very I'm not watching an awful lot really that's okay that's good we've it been watching good. a lot over the past few months I did actually start watching Succession again there I did I watched three episodes of Succession the first season can we have a side Succession podcast <laughs> please because <laughs> we need to get Dave Hanratty on it as well Oh yeah, because he he's been getting my voice notes every night, and I think he's this close to being like, "Please stop talking to me about the show." I get it; you like it. <laughs> yeah, very good. But, um, oh well, yeah, it is a great show. I mean, to be a while before we get season three, but that's okay. I guess we can we can deal with that one when it yeah. comes. Um, great. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is, I'm going to a pub tomorrow, um, to see that's what it's exciting. like, and going to the circular in Rialto to see what it's like, and. Uh, 
uh, I mean, yeah, weird. It's weird to be outdoors or, or not in my own house. I mean, indoors, not in my mm. own house. Um, and there was a gig announced this Saturday. We're still kind of up in the air a bit in terms of what's happening. Well, everyone is. Um, I watched the Oroctus, um Committee on arts and entertainment and i have to uh give uh, a shout out to uh shane dawn in particular from independence mcd and uh from the epic group who uh represent a lot of people working in production in the industry and angela dorgan from the national campaign for the arts who uh along with uh, uh the eia the event industry of ireland or association of ireland uh who uh did a very good job in explaining to the Oroctus, uh the uh, particular predicaments of the arts and entertainment industry uh, uh i think for a lot of people you know asking for the extension of the pub uh pandemic unemployment payment for people in arts and entertainment as no events can come back until probably what we're looking like 2021 i think there are some small gigs and like sit down things currently starting to happen now there's one uh, this saturday in dublin there's uh the market bar which is quite a large space is doing kind of a sit down dj thing uh, so you basically have food and there's a dj in the corner and that's fine um because it's big enough to do that but so yeah so it'll be interesting uh what happens in terms of live music if anything all i know is that iceland airwaves is planning on continuing um because they've done such a good job of um uh, coping with COVID 19 that they will be reopening but i guess the only thing about that is they're they're reliant on tourism so they will be expecting people to um uh, come from all over the world so travel yeah yeah, yeah which so. we're being advised not to do so exactly so yes, uh, but uh, that's it uh, from me. I think uh, the only other thing uh, I have a plug for this Friday night, which is tonight. Uh, by the time if somebody listens to this on the day it comes out, uh, I did an all Irish electronic mix for Caltronic that I'll be streaming and playing um, at quarter past seven tonight on the Caltronics YouTube and Facebook page and stuff like that. Uh, really pleased with it. Twenty one tracks, all Irish. Um, I, all Irish electronic artists are pretty recent as well, so I'm really happy with how that turned out. And cool, that's the main thing for me this week. I have no plugs. Good. Okay. Well, that's okay. Quiet in the Western Front. Why don't you pick a song from one of the Irish albums that you enjoyed this year, and we'll oh, uh, we'll, 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 um, we'll play it out at the end. One of the, of the Irish albums that I enjoyed this year. Why not go for um. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- uh, Eva Francis, uh, Geranium Lovely choice I miss Lovely choice Very good Okay yep. so we'll finish uh, This week's podcast uh, Thanks so much uh, Patreon.com forward slash 909 um, I put out a, a Another Patreon weekly playlist Along with the uh, Exclusive preview Of the Caltronic set Earlier this week And uh, more stuff uh, it's the best way you can uh, support us in what we're doing and uh, uh, yes so uh, do do that um, do do that uh, do do that yeah, we'll par- see you next week yeah we don't know what's going to be happening next week but that's the fun of it isn't it that's the fun yeah it's a journey yeah it's a journey oh who uh, are we giving a shout out to oh yeah and a shout out nice to my, my friend Kieran, who's been uh, saying very lovely things about our podcast in the last couple Kieran, of weeks you are the biz He's a gem. You are good at Twitter also. He's a gem. Uh, he was Thank on, he was on the Irish Jam actually last week uh, performing a Plug song. That. Go listen to that. Uh, yeah. Our man from the horse country uh, doing a cover of A Lazarus Soul. Um, so you can check that out on the Irish Jam's Mixcloud, I believe. And uh, you can find a link through Golden Pleck, who also 
I frequently post about that. But we're going to finish with a shout out to Kieran, and he's an old friend of mine. And so thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, we thanks had a, everyone. We Happy had a, half year. Yeah, we had a good showing in the uh, podcast charts last week. I don't know what that means anymore because like you just never can tell where it's going to be. Um, but thanks for that. I guess that means the numbers are good. Uh, but yeah. thanks. Uh, we're going to finish with Ethanessa Francis for uh, Geranium, and uh, from her album Land of No Junction. Dre, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Si- silent bow. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.